you come over to our crib and we'll play a little FPS? Welcome to Channel Massive. We're gonna take off all your clothes, girl. Welcome to episode 143 of Channel Massive. You have one, two, three, four hosts in this episode. Four hosts. We have... Four hosts. Yes. Four. Jason, right there. Four. Trying to work out the math. Honest. We also have Mark. Hello. <laughs> how, 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 what else are we? I, I'd say we're humble hosts. Annoying. Popular. No. No. <laughs> Eric's never. just... Eric just... He's just Eric. <laughs> I'm I'm gone. Where am I? And I'm Noah. And we are your hosts for this this healing episode of Channel Massive. Woo! Sexual healing? No. No. Maybe. <laughs> That's too bad. No. No. Because we're all remote. Yeah. But I am naked. <laughs> that is not a visual that I wanted. <laughs> But thanks with for some, sharing. With some baby lotion and a heat lamp. <laughs> While Mark's on, rubbing himself I know it's hard during this entire now. episode, try, and concentrate. <laughs> try not to listen for the sound of the, him rubbing the lotion on himself. We will be telling you what we've been playing. We've got a bunch of emails for the mailbag, and then we have several discussion topics, which we're not going to tell you just yet what they are. We're just going to taunt you and let you know that there are several. And, of course, this being the third week of our Fable 3 slash Fallout New Vegas giveaway, there is a new password that will be revealed at some random point during the episode. You'll have to listen for that and then direct message it to us or just send a regular tweet via Twitter, Jason? Yes, that's correct. Or, okay. Or, or you can leave way? us uh, Yes, you can uh, like us on Facebook and leave a post for us on the wall. Yeah, keep in mind you have to follow us on Twitter, or we will not accept it's, your it's password. It's that simple, and you know every episode gives you two opportunities to win. So get in That's on right. that. I, I don't think people get that. I think they're having they, a hard time grasping that they can enter in twice. You if know, they were smart cool. enough to so do so. It's ironic that it's a podcast about gaming, and we've introduced a metagame, and the metagame is proving to be somewhat complicated. It, it, yes, it's, it seems to be too much of a challenge <laughs> for some of the listeners out there. I don't mean that in any derogatory way towards the listeners. Just in a judgmental way. I just mean it in a judgmental <laughs> way. Yeah. <laughs> We really appreciate you downloading this episode of our lovely show, and we would like you to be in the feedback for episode 144. Send it in to mail. M-A-I-L. Oh, yeah. At channelmassive.com. You can also send us tweets and stuff like that, but we want something meaty. And you'll see what we mean by meaty and later on in this episode. Stay tuned. Someone to hold me tight would be this episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. Let's get into talking about what we've been playing this last week. First up, let's have Jason go first. Uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing... I think I mentioned that I, I had played through Mass Effect 2 again. I don't know if I mentioned that I actually finished it finally again. And I got through the whole thing, and I got that I got that no no one left behind achievement, 
where everyone in my crew survived, including nice. myself. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And I also screwed the uh, crazy biotic chick Jack again, which was always a nice, <laughs> pleasurable thing. Anyway. <laughs> She's the sexy chick with the tats. In, in case you're in case you're wondering um i also have been playing some super street fighter 4 in preparation for a nice little gaming get together that i'm planning uh tomorrow night uh needless to say i still suck at fighting games and that's all i've got to say about that <laughs> right now because uh it's just quite embarrassing considering where i was at like years and years ago when when Street Fighter 2 came out and I was actually good at those kind of games or at least like passable um that's not the case any longer unfortunately uh and I also picked up a copy of Halo Reach which I haven't really got into all that much but looking forward to giving that a shot cool how about you Noah I have been playing Professor Layton and the Unwound Future. And oh, you bastard. What I've discovered while playing that is that, because I'm, I'm playing it to review it, so I'm trying to play it whenever I can, and I thought, well, maybe I'll play it right before I go to bed, because usually what I do is I read a book. But I have definitely learned my ability to think logically and solve puzzles does not exist when I'm laying in bed, getting ready to fall <laughs> asleep. It's just like... The simplest things is like, I don't understand. <laughs> and so I've just is gone it back like, to like reading. like a simple puzzle, too? Is it like something so incredibly stupid that you have to use like all your hint coins on? <laughs> and then you look at it and go, fuck, that was so easy. Why didn't I think about doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think I can even process that I should use a hint coin. It was just really miserable. So I've decided I can only play that game when I'm fully awake. And it is rewarding to do so. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I have not played League of Legends in probably a week and a half or two weeks. I'm not Ooh. sure. That's something that I forgot to mention. I'll, I'll let Mark go into that a little bit more when he talks about it. Okay. Are you, are you more or less happy? I'll, I'll let you talk about it, Mark. And I'll just interject when I deem it necessary. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Noah. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, that's actually all that I had to say. So, oh, oh, Professor Layton. Eric, you're up. Yeah. Well, um, I have a good bit of stuff. First things first, uh, Dragon Age, I finally I finally actually just sat down and finished it. And and I put, uh, I think on, on Raptor it says I put like 67 hours into it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've already beaten uh, Bioware's other stuff, Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2. And for those two games, doing everything in those games that I did, I got pretty much perfect games for both of them. I put 30 hours each in, right? And this one is 67 hours, and I, I haven't even touched uh, Dragon Age Awakening. Wow. Uh, or any uh, of the, uh, you know, um, post-release DLC. I haven't touched any of that stuff. So now, did, now is, when you say post-release DLC, you don't mean, um, I don't mean like the, the Warden's Gollum, Keep or... Warden's Keep, Gollum, and um, yeah, those are the ones I've done already. Just, okay, I just wanted to clarify that, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, especially the the, the Gollum thing, you, it's kind of like, man, if you're playing Dragon Age without that particular yeah pc it it really you're missing out on a whole lot so yeah yeah the golem has one of the most interesting side stories like if you're if you're don't going, ruin it for me no okay. i'm not gonna but but the thing is if you're going to explore a character make sure you explore the golem find out more about the uh the golem because it's it's really worth it um and the thing is i bought that originally on the pc and it just sat there, and I, and I wasn't finishing it, um, and I got the chance to get the 360 version, I kind of wanted to compare it. I, you know, I got it super cheap, so I grabbed it, and, and I just I finished it on the 360, and the graphics, most definitely, like, there's no comparison. Like, it, sometimes on the 360, it feels like it's, it's not loading at all. It's just, it's, it hasn't loaded the textures. It never does. Um, but overall, the game, I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I absolutely love the experience. Um, I, I kind of agree with Jason. I think he mentioned when he was playing it that there is there's a lot of there's a lot of dialogue, 
And unlike Mass Effect, I think you have to be in a certain mood to play Dragon Age. Because um, I, I would try to play it after a long day of work and just end up falling asleep. Just because there's, there's some literal books that you read in that. Um, yeah, no doubt. Stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Spider-Man, I actually went through and beat that too. It's Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Uh, I'm probably going to work up a review and post it on the site. Yes, um, definitely looking forward to that, man. Yeah, were any of you guys interested in it when it first came out? Um, you know, and I think we, we talked about this a couple episodes ago where, you know, there's like so many new games coming out like over these, you know, next few months. And, you know, for me, I have like, there's like a certain, you know, amount of titles that, you know, I know that I'm going to get like the day of release, right? Like, yeah, like, hey, like Fable 3, Fallout New Vegas, you know, those, those are two games, by the way, you can... Get one free if you participate in our <laughs> in our giveaway. Uh, but those are two games, for example, that I'm no doubt buying on release day. Yeah, but Shadow... Spider-Man kind of gets pushed. Yeah, the Spider-Man game, that's going to get probably pushed to where I'm like, hmm, I'm going to wait for a price drop. Yeah, well, you know, I'd have to deal. say, just to be, uh, you know, I'll elaborate on it when I post a review, but it's kind of a victim of just not enough, not enough testing. I mean, it's, really? it's uh, at some points, yeah. At some points, it's a a, a real buggy mess. Um, wow. There, there are six six times that I noted that I uh, I had some kind of bug that stopped me. I know it's well, it's a funny joke for a bug to be in the Spider-Man game, ha ha ha. But <laughs> no, I I had to start <laughs> the level over. Yeah, I had wow. to start the level over, and it's really frustrating. The game looks beautiful, but oh, in anyways. Um, well, I look I forward also, to seeing what you what else you have to say about that. Yeah, I also picked up Halo Reach, and I was conned into doing it by my friend who really wanted me to play. I, I don't like Halo games. Uh, it's just the kind the kind of shooter it is. I don't get into it. Um, so I bought him Halo Reach for his birthday, and I was going to give it to him. And uh, when I was actually about to go over to his house, he sends me a text saying. Oh, at Best Buy, if you buy it, you get a $20 gift card. So I went ahead and bought you a copy. Uh, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> friend. So I, 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 you know, I can, I concede to, you know, his, his pressure. And I, I open up the game, and within the first 10 minutes of playing, I, I think, man, I've, I made a huge mistake. Because the control, Halo games control like Halo games. They're not quite like anything else. The button layouts aren't like Call of Duty or... Like, Borderlands copied off of Call of Duty, so, you know, there right. are a lot of games that yeah, have Yeah, Halo that. definitely has its own unique uh, control scheme. Yeah. That is for sure. But so once I you get used to it... Yeah, and I thought I had made a huge mistake that I'd never finished this game, but as soon as I started playing the, the campaign with my friends, um, that game really... You realize that it's... When it's... They say it's multiplayer-focused, that's in everything. Everything is exponentially better... With multiplayer in that game, so that's that's that. Um, another thing I'm working on uh, for Vindictus, uh, I've, I finally got into the you know the open beta of that, um, and I've been making tutorial videos for people. I'm going to post one up tomorrow morning, and uh, I, I guess I'll, it'll elaborate on kind of like the basics of the game and stuff like that. Uh, but one thing to know, I know Scott talked about it last time when he was on the show. Um, a big worry is that there's a lot of grinding involved and, and you know, getting materials for crafting is, a, 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 you know, a, a real grind. Um, the big thing to know, this is this is hopefully to reassure people, uh, I've spent 20 hours in the game, and at the time he'd spent 40, and I'm already way into content he never had access to. And it's because they, when they released this new patch, they, they added double the amount of content. And they added a marketplace that allows you to, you know, buy things like on an auction house. So there's the, the whole grinding element of it is reduced down substantially. So that's something to think about. Um, check out the, the video when I post it tomorrow to kind of get an idea of, of some of the initial basics um, of that. Um, and the last thing is uh, Guitar Hero Wars of Rock just came in the mail today. Hmm. And uh, I got to try that out with my fiance for a while. And uh, it's getting it's getting really funky reviews. Like it's 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 pretty low. 
Um, but my first impression of it is pretty darn positive. I, I so far love the music in it. And, um, okay, so fighting games. Uh, you know, playing through a fighting game, they always have this really loosely held together story. Um, you know, DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat has this crappy story you go through. Um, well, those kind of games, I absolutely love playing through that crappy story. That gets me through a fighting game. And um, Guitar, Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock has something like that, where you're going through and, and like, defeating some kind of warrior of rock god or something like that. So they tried to add, like, a story element to it um, that they've only hinted at in the other games. So I'm kind of enjoying it. I don't, I don't know if... I don't know what people have been, like, you know, um, giving it, like, twos, and I've seen a five and stuff like that, but... I don't know. It's it's good so far. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. And that's it. I'm all done. Cool. How about you, Mark? What have you been playing? Uh, so let's see. Hey guys, uh, hey guys, I'm sorry. I have to break in here. I'm gonna have to leave. Uh, due to some family issues. But um, I appreciate you guys having me on just for the brief period of time I was here. And you guys have a good show. Thanks, Jason. Okay. See you later. All right. See you guys around. Bye-bye. Well, gee, it's hard to hard to follow with that or follow that. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I played some um, some League of Legends just a little bit, trying to learn that Sona character. Um, oh, she's so cool. She's like such a game changer. It's amazing. I hate to use that term, but. In a good way, or a, a, a taking advantage of the gameplay way, or what do you mean? Oh no, she's just such a really kick-ass support character. Uh, when you play, when you when you don't play her, you feel when you're playing with her, you just think maybe she's just healing. But she, her presence with these auras and with her uh, active abilities, do so much more that you're just amazed at how well you can just stay in the fight. You know, it's it's amazing. Even with as squishy as she is, huh? As squishy as she is, yeah. And if she's cornered, she can actually do some serious damage, too. <laughs> so, you know, she's kind of a... It's a cool character. Um, so I played a little bit of her, and then the rest I've just been playing Dragon Age, just working through it. So I'm not, I haven't finished it like Eric, but I think I've got like about 45 hours into it. And I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. I'm really taking my time. I'm not trying to hurry, which is my usual way of playing. I'm just kind of along for the the full tour, you know, so I'm just exploring things and just really really just enjoying the the way they've they've created this game and and then I plan to uh to play the expansion when I finish the the main game and stuff. So, having a having a ball with that. Um otherwise not not a whole lot of gaming, no MMOs or anything like that. Um although I have I'm also in the Vindictus um open beta or closed beta or whatever it is, but I haven't uh I haven't actually logged in. I saw what Eric was working on and got pretty excited about it, but then I just felt the call of Dragon Age and had to do that. So that's that's where I'm at. I got a couple questions for you. Sure. Uh, with with Dragon Age, are you are you a goody goody two shoes or are you a crazy you know, it's it doesn't have a morality system like Mass yeah. Effect. It's not it's not quite the same. So I, start, you, I started out as pretty much uh a goody two shoes, but I've noticed that my responses are becoming more and more snarky lately. Uh -huh. um, playing it as a mage, and um, and I'm I don't know. It's like occasionally I just have to be kind of a dick, but yeah. Um, but I'm not doing anything really evil. I haven't yet. I think Morgan's not too impressed with me because I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not making all the wrong choices yet. But um. um I'm enjoying the the golem too. I got him on board, so mm -hmm. kind of figuring out what he does. Um, what is the name of the the main guy you start with, the Templar? I, I Alistar. Try. I I remember talking to people before I started playing this game like months ago, and like there was like a Alistar hate group going. But I have to say he's so useful in the party. Like just I I don't know if it's the way I built him or what, but like. He he just can take a lot of punishment and yeah yeah. Well, it's what he says, like, isn't it? It's not how he is in the gameplay. It's his character, right? Yeah. yeah. Some people just don't like the the way he acts and he's joking around all the time and all that stuff. Yeah, but I love the way he plays. I I just love to 
like everybody will be focusing fire on him and it doesn't matter he'll still like start killing mages or whatever the number one damage dealer is and it's like there's not a lot they can do as long as they support him you know so yeah the um, neat thing i like about alistair and there's another woman she's a rogue character i can't remember her the name bard either. yeah the bard yeah love those, her too. yeah those characters are inherently good and there you know there are certain things in the game that will really mess things up for you with them if you do like you know if oh, you do sure. something um yeah uh, one thing i like that's neat is there's this thing called um you can harden them um mm-hmm. like pretty much you know teach them what the real world is like and you have chances and opportunities to do that and that actually affects how they react to like the rest of the game oh um, that's cool change yeah i didn't even know about it i stumbled upon it trying to figure out how to start the woman's special quest uh, liliana is her name um, oh that's and, right yeah yeah and i found out you can change like the inherent character of them so they're really good you can turn them into like cynical rogues <laughs> or, you know is that's cool yeah, it surprised me. She is, like, so goody two-shoes right now. It's pathetic, but... <laughs> cool. Cool. cool thanks for letting us know what you guys are playing. We are going to be getting into our mailbag next. Mailbag time. We have three meaty emails for you. And I think they're in order of shortest to longest. So we're going to start out with keeping the, with this one of the shorter emails, and then we're going to get more and more epic with each one. First up, Matt has, he succumbed to Final Fantasy XIV, I guess is the best way to put it. He wrote, (laughs) Hey guys, doing a great job with the show. Love having Jason back. The three of you are the best. Don't break up the team. Well, Matt, sorry. <laughs> we, we just, we just couldn't even get through an episode. Epic, epic fail. <laughs> I decided to get Final Fantasy XIV after not really wanting to chance it. After hunting everywhere for the collector's edition with no luck, I had to bite the bullet and go to the hated GameStop. After 20 <laughs> long minutes explaining how I didn't want to buy whatever programs they were selling, I finally escaped with the game. The game starts out hard to understand. But after researching on the internet and trial and error, I finally figured it out. You know, I think it is surprisingly good and different. I wanted to know if you guys have played it and if you have any thoughts on it. By the way, me and my wife have stopped playing League of Legends. Too many annoying people, like you all have been complaining about. Keep up the good work, Matt. So have either of you guys played Final Fantasy fourteen beta or, or otherwise? No, I, I had such a bad experience with the first MMO I which I bought and, you know, I was kind of excited about. I I don't think I can go back to it. I just, I, it's like, I know it's not fair, but, and there's just so many other MMOs right now that are interesting to me that I just can't do it. How about you, Eric? Well, the thing for me, like Final Fantasy, I, I loved, I love the Final Fantasy series. And no matter if it's an online game or not, I always give it a try. And I was able to try out the beta and I put about I put about 20 hours into it because I was seriously considering getting into it. Um, the they've changed a lot. A lot of the stuff that I hated about 11, um, they did change, or they you know they modernized it in a way that it's not an issue. Uh, at first, I really hated that all of the races kind of just looked the same as the ones in in 11, you know. Um, but the I, I like the classes a lot. They have like a this really neat make-your-own-class system almost because you can dabble in one class and then move over to another one and then mix their their skills and abilities and stuff like that. Um, the the deal-breaker for me was um, the UI. Uh, I, I didn't... I, I just had real issues with the UI. There seemed to be a lag uh, with my button presses. My cursor didn't seem to to be as responsive as I want to. Um, and I do not like the, I think it's called a, a guild leave system. Um, it's the quest that you pick up to level. Um, I love the story quest. Uh, if you want a good opening to a game, you guys should really see, maybe go on YouTube or something and check out the, the beginning missions of Final Fantasy XIV. They, they're amazing. Uh, they take your character and they, they render it in-game 
with these cutscenes, and they look mm-hmm. fabulous. They they really get you excited to play the game. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, so I mean, I may try it out later after a few patches and stuff like that. But right now, I'm trying to be responsible, and I'm trying to just wait for the, the game I'm, I'm most excited for next, which is DC Universe Online. So, there's that. When is that due out again? I didn't. November, November first, I think, something like that. Or oh wow, it's really yeah. soon. Yeah. Can't so wait. if they don't push it. So I'm, I'm hopefully getting the collector's edition of that, you know, and I, I don't want to I don't want to pick up every MMO on the way just as a placeholder. So, yeah, you know, sometimes it's good to not play every MMO, <laughs> you know, yeah. oh. it makes you. And I have to thank uh, a, a person I follow on Twitter. His name's Pete Smith. Uh, he is posting on his uh, kind of like buzz, you know, the Google buzz thing. He's posting all these videos explaining the fatigue system. In Final Fantasy XIV, you know that leveling system that people were complaining about? He's got right. all these videos explaining, pretty much arguing that it's not that bad. And, and the system, after you get it explained to you and you figure out really what it is, uh, the only people who are going to complain are the people who sit and grind all day long, who don't have jobs, <laughs> they just grind all day long. So, oh, yeah, for me, I don't think it would ever, actually for all of us, I wouldn't, it wouldn't affect us at all. Our next email comes from Ian. Ian wrote, So God damn it, you fuckers, I just listened to episode 141 and wanted to get in on the contest. So I fucking joined Twitter to send you the password. I will not be getting a Facebook account, though, so I will not be entering through that shit. I swore I would never get into this social networking bullshit, but you fuckers got me into Twitter, at least. Facebook can suck my balls. On another note, I have to admit that I have been in Lotro since it went free to play. I loaded up my level 58 Hobbit Burglar to kill some shit. Still laggy and unstable as ever, but I still love the lore, so I'll get on there when I'm bored with Red Dawn or Modern Warfare 2. Red Dead or Modern Warfare 2. Signed, Ian. P.S. Fuck Facebook and Valve. Wow, you know, there's a lot of love there. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. I loved that. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, so we hope that your efforts... Do not go unrewarded, and keep on sending those passwords, Ian. Though just note that if you had a Facebook account, you could enter in twice each week. It's true. Double, double your pleasure. <laughs> we'll see what he says to that. <laughs> Our next email comes from Hugh. Hugh says, following your discussion on playability, it got me to thinking about finishability. Personally, I hardly ever finish games. Fallout 3, Modern Warfare 2, the single-player campaign. Battlefield Battlefield 2, the single-player campaign. Portal 2, Half-Life... Portal 2? Half-Life 2, mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate, Mass Effect, and Red Dead Redemption are all games that I put time into but never finished. Not really because I didn't enjoy them, more that I found myself loading up something else. I seem to be drawn more to the multiplayer aspect of games. I've played a bunch of Warcraft, Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer... Battlefield, and more recently, thanks to you, League of Legends. Is there something I'm missing from the single player, or is there just something wrong with me? Strange thing is, I don't think it's the social aspect. I don't have a buddy list, and I don't mouth off at other Xbox gamers. I find it much more satisfying killing or working with other players. I was also wondering if you had any solution to a little problem I'm having. My wife recently showed a small amount of interest in gaming. She played through the Limbo demo and played Red Dead Redemption until she had to shoot people. I jumped at this opportunity and got her Civilization V as part of her birthday gifts. Problem is that it's been a week and it's still in its plastic wrapping. She's been busy with other stuff. What I need is a way to open the game without revealing that the reason I bought it was for me to play. I think I might be too obvious if I tell her that I'm preloading it for her. Any suggestions? <laughs> Personally, I think the show works great with the three original hosts. Scott always has interesting things to say, and Eric, well, Eric is Eric. One thing, though, if I have to hear Eric's recording of the server advert again, I think I might puke. Oh, you're in for a lucky day. <laughs> Don't you do it. Don't you do it. And he continues, did no one in America own an Atari ST or Amiga? They were, staple, they were staples when I was growing up in Scotland, Canada now. But Scotland no one became Canada? <laughs> but no one ever <laughs> talks about games like Turrican, Dungeon Master, Captive, to name a few. Did those computers not catch on over here? Sorry for the long email. I keep meaning to write in after hearing the show, but don't work at a desk, so I never get a chance. Signed, Hugh. 
So let's start from the beginning of Hugh's epic email with his question about what's wrong with him for wanting to kill people versus play single player stories. Um, I think, I think that it's a mode you get into. I, I think we all kind of go through like different, uh, periods of time where we're into different things. I know for a while, all I wanted to play were MMOs. Um, then I wanted to play more like competitive network games like DOTA or even FPS games. Um, sometimes you want to play puzzle games and sometimes you want to play games with the story. And I think we as gamers just kind of move through, um, you know, and I think we move through different genres that we like, but I think too, that a really great game sometimes will captivate you and take you from one genre to the other. It'll kind of set you on that path for a while. Um, unfortunately that is usually the problem with that is it's usually like being on crack where the first time is the best, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's hard to be rewarded after you hit your third Diablo two clone or something like that. But, um, I think that's what's going on. I don't think there's anything wrong with you. Um, <laughs> but I think that you've just, you're just kind of in that niche right now where yeah. you want to, you want to play what you want to play and, and more power to you. It, this too shall pass my son. It will, it will move on <laughs> to something else. And this is where I wish um, that Jason was here because I know Jason admits it too, and I, I have this problem, is that like it's you, you kind of have like a, I think it's called like a rich man's dilemma, where you have so much choice. Like look at all those games that he's he's playing that he has right now that aren't finished. I mean, it takes a lot of concentration to actually finish a game that's as epic as Dragon Age or Red Dead Redemption or something like that. Sometimes it's nice to be able to just have that fresh experience again by jumping into another game. So I agree with what Mark was saying earlier too, because I never considered myself much of a PVP type of person. And finally, slightly through league of legends, or I'm sorry, slightly, slightly through Warhammer online. And then hugely through league of legends. I just really enjoy PVP games. Now, even to the point where when I go to see my dad, uh, you try to kill him? I I will boot up his Battlefield Bad Company 2 and jump into the multiplayer mode in that, which is really atypical for me because normally I just stay out of games like that. And just, when I was... when I was, like, tear up and say, I love my son when you do that? No, he doesn't. He falls asleep. Uh, oh. <laughs> if he's not playing the game, he falls asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. He talked about his... his, uh, his narcolepsy that has different conditions for yes, taking effect. Selective narcolepsy. Conditional narcolepsy. <laughs> and when I was a kid, I loved RPGs, big, huge RPG stories, just like a lot of the games that he's referenced here. And I still have a love for them, but it's just not something that I have enough time for. And I think part that's also been another thing that's kind of shifted my attention. And, and then plus, when you're when you visit video game sites a lot or you work on a podcast every week or if you really follow news like i'm sure a lot of every a lot of our listeners do and as we do it's so easy to get caught up in the latest flavor of the week and the latest game hype because there's always something cool and there's always something new to distract you and like eric said it's it's kind of hard if you're old enough to have a job where you can spend your discretionary income on games, it's a slippery slope, and it's really easy to amass more games than you can actually play. Yeah, it is. And then you find that one free-to-play game that <laughs> inexplicably <laughs> sucks you in. So yes. continuing on to his second paragraph, his gifting dilemma. The gift that he gave his wife for himself, how does he get to play it? I got, I got this. I got this. Be honest. I think... You have to be very okay. So we're getting into advice territory. You can send the check later. I'll, I'll put the address in the response email. But um, this is some major counselor stuff. Um, so what you need to do is sit down with her. You need to tell her, you know, that maybe you got too excited, you know, with by buying her Civilization Five. Um, if she really is not interested in the game, it's totally okay. He'll take it off because if she doesn't really want to play it. You're adding a lot of stress. You're, you know, she's she's kind of got to make excuses and stuff like that. So you just sit down and you ask her, you know, and she'll she she probably will say, you know, hey, um, you know, I really didn't want to play it. And you go, okay, I'll just take it off your hands, then install it on your computer and play it a bunch. I, I have I have a different solution. 
Um, mine is, well, honey, one thing I figured out is that we could actually spend our time playing Civilization together if I also had a copy. And and we could play um, as Civilizations that uh, work together towards a, a common goal with an alliance. We could... We could we could do this together. So then you buy a digital download copy, and get it installed and start playing it. And uh, and then if she never gets around to unpacking the other one, that's fine. But if she does, then it gives you an excuse to play with her too. Now, of course, if you only have one computer, that could be difficult. But there is a play by email option, so you guys could just take turns on the same computer with that if you wanted to. <laughs> Always here to help. Next paragraph. He likes the original trilogy of hosts. Thank you for that. But we also have fantastic guest hosts that we also love. And love them or not, they're going to be here. I try my best. I try my best, Hugh. Sometimes it's comic gold and sometimes it's just annoying. That's the way I am, and you should just love me for it. And also... Well, while we don't have Eric on every show, he, he contributes a lot via email with, like, really good feedback uh, quite often or just through conversations that we have on chat or whatever. So sometimes we say things that, while it sounds like it might be coming out of Mark or Jason or Noah, um, sometimes we're saying stuff that Eric has said to us, uh, you know, offline. <laughs> we're just saying it We're taking better. credit for things that he thought. And, and more, and more, more awesome. concisely. <laughs> but, um, but but basically, you know, Eric's just a huge part of the show that n- never gets the credit that, that he really deserves. So, um, Oh, and I today, I uh, promise you, Hugh, I promise you, you will never hear that advertisement again. I regret it. Every single time I hear it, I also, <laughs> I also puke. Because I was trying to be funny, but as soon as I heard it for the first time, I knew it was a mistake. <laughs> oh. Well, it's funny you say that. Eric, because Mark and I find it very entertaining. We do. Um, final point in the email was when he asked if anyone owned an Atari ST or an Amiga and talked about staples like Turkan, Dungeon Master, Captive, etc. Did, did any of you two have uh, Atari STs or Amigas? I don't know what an Atari ST is. It was a, it was a console... Uh, uh, not console. It was a little computer. It was like an all-in-one keyboard and computer. It looked kind of like a uh, Apple IIc. Oh, because my um, parents did have several Ataris, but I don't think we had that one. Yeah, it, it looked a lot. Well, it looked a lot like an Amiga actually, but um, they were they were around at the same time, both ba- both based on the 6800 um, chip architecture. Um, the Amiga was the one I had. And I was way into Turrican, as Noah can attest. I, 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 I recently, well, not recently, I guess a year ago, I found a uh, an illegal download of Turrican that you could play on the PC. And I was a happy little guy. I found Turrican, too, as well. But I, I used to play Turrican with a good friend of mine. We would we would go to, like, 7-Eleven and buy these giant um, pops, uh, you know, like uh, Mountain Dews, and we would, like, drink that and play Turrican. Each one would take a turn and see how far you could go, and you know, because because when you finally died at Turrican, you were done, and then you had to start over. And we would see how far we could get, and we we did that for like days and days and days and days, and got really good, you know. And so anyway, I I wax nostalgically for the Amiga games, and there's a lot of good stuff with the um, emulation projects for those. So um, they they definitely did catch on over here. The Commodore 64 was huge in the states, and the Amiga was huge. The Atari wasn't quite as huge, but they were they were great, and all those games were awesome. Um, Shadow of the Beast. See if that see if that rings a bell with you. <laughs> Last, I would like to thank Hugh, Ian, and Matt for sending in such great emails, keeping us laughing and and giving us some really great content for the show. Feel free to write us again. If you want to be on episode 144, send your comments, questions, critiques, feedback, ideas, whatever you want to mail at channelmassive.com. We'd love to hear from you. Coming up next, our big roundtable discussions. This episode of Channel Massive... Yeah, we went.
Okay, guys, so what have you heard about Minecraft? It's something that's blown up on Twitter. I, I can't go a, an hour without hearing these people talking about, I, I, made, a, I made a hut, and I, I burnt a zombie, and stuff like that. Has, has this happened to you guys, too? <laughs> um, not quite so much. <laughs> but I've, I've had people actually say, God, have you seen this Minecraft thing and showing me like the roller coaster demo and stuff like that? So, mm -hmm. yeah, you can do uh -huh. some really crazy things in this game. Um, the I'd have to say, I, I'm, I'm really happy for the game's success. Uh, one of the really neat things about it is that the, the Minecraft uh, developer, the one guy making this game, his name's uh, uh, Marcus Person. Uh, is officially now making his own studio from from the revenue he's making from this game that is still in alpha. Uh, daily, uh, he's making $350,000 off of this game that he sells for about 15 bucks uh, off of his site. That's insane. Yeah. So it, the lifetime earnings of the game so far, so far, $3.7 million. Okay. And he's using that to, to create this studio. Uh, he's actually so busy with uh, talking to lawyers and, and banks and, and doing interviews and everything that he's, he's barely able to do some bug fixes and stuff. You know, um, I, I'd have to say this kind of thing is really, really needed in, in, in the industry right now because you hear all these doom and gloom things like APB shutting down and, and all these – Big business, um, you know, uh, uh, monopolies, uh, not understanding what a real game is. And then you see a small, single person making this kind of money because it's a genuinely fun game um, that doesn't take itself too seriously. I don't know. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's cool. It's totally – it's just such a cool thing. Yeah. We, we covered it a while back when um, – for whatever reason, PayPal, which is, I think, one of the ways you can pay for it, or maybe the primary way, was was holding onto his money, so he wasn't getting any money, and it was it was just starting to trickle in then. But I think it was like already at one hundred eighty thousand dollars or something like that, and everyone was like, "What the hell?" And you just wonder, did did whatever algorithm that Facebook has set up that or not Facebook that I'm sorry that PayPal has set up <laughs> that uh, Facebook. That uh, you know, like looks to see if things are legitimate. Just like go, like wonkers when it saw that oh, he's starting to accumulate like hundreds of thousands of dollars a day through, you know, PayPal's you know basic subscription model or whatever it is, where you know normally people are are subscribing for a game or purchasing something, you know, in five dollar increments, and all of a sudden it's like you know this is just this has got to be wrong, you know. Is is that what finally happened? We haven't really seen a good follow-up article about it, but it's just a cool success story. And then the game itself, or the, you know, I call it a sandbox, but the phenomenon that it is is just really fascinating. Um, and Eric sent in some really cool YouTube videos for us to check out, like a guy setting a house on fire, a scale Enterprise D, an arithmetic logic unit. I mean, it's like the potential for it is just crazy. Yeah, and these these videos, like listeners, you may, you may have already seen these if you're if you've heard of Minecraft and kind of looking at it now and then. These are the these three videos are the three videos uh, that are transmitted on Twitter to everyone back and forth. And usually, the response after seeing one or two of them uh, is, "I'm downloading it now." Like they've already <laughs> yeah. they purchased it, downloaded it, you know. Um, and so, like, I know my Twitter feed is just buzzing with people talking about things, setting up servers, and 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 just experimenting and playing with the game. Uh, it's it's one of those great sandbox games. I the popularity makes me want to immediately uh, kind of like step back from it until it dies down. But I've kind of I've kind of turned that off and say no, I have to see what this is about. Uh, it's it's too interesting, you know. And especially with this story that we just shared, you know, it's it's so feel good. It's it's like you're helping out, you know, just by purchasing it. I don't know. I'm nuts. Yeah, it's it's surprising. He's talked to who are the people he's talked to? He talked to Valve apparently and someone else. Yeah, yeah. And he's it's it's one of those things where he's already chatted with them about 
you know. They probably offered to buy him out or hire him. Yeah, and I think it's rumored that, that that's where this is kind of blown up because the the people at Valve took notice and they were starting to kind of pimp it out a bit saying, hey, people should kind of check this out. But just like anything on the internet, it's really hard to trace back really where all of a sudden it blew up. Uh, oh, it's sure. been out for a while. Um, initially, he was selling it for $5. Uh, and then, you know, when it moved officially into Alpha, it's $9. Uh, oh, this, this is actually in a different conversion rate. Um, but and then I guess I think if you if you get into beta, it's going to be $20. So he's just going to continue to release it as it becomes more of a real game. Wow. Well, if Valve is any indication with their recent Dota antics, they don't need to hire them. They can just make one of their own. <laughs> Ooh, snap. Oh. Ooh, snap. <laughs> it's kind of true, though. So true. you guys, have you guys played Minecraft? I have not. Have you, Eric? No, I've I've got it ready to download. I'm responsible, <laughs> so I don't download things during the podcast. I had to learn that the hard way. Um, but I'm I'm ready to download it, and I've I've pretty much just all day today. I've been watching videos about it because the videos we'll put we'll put all these these links, of course, in the show notes. But when you watch these videos, they're 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 so they're so extreme that it's kind of hard to figure out what the heck this game's about. But in general, like the basic single-player experience, you're, you're, you're uh, shot into this world, and you've, you can kind of pick, pick at things, find resources, make different tools, and then when it comes to night, you have to be in a safe location because zombies come out and try to kill you. And it's all on this... <laughs> of it's course. All this, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's it. That's the cycle. And then there are the, the world that you... Uh, populated in is is random when you when you first get in there and then it's persistent as you come back to it um they've even made uh just i think just today or yesterday i'm not sure when it released but they've already made an android uh marketplace app that allows you to uh um it's like a timer for daylight it's a daylight timer and it also has a uh, a huge resource of all the recipes and everything you can make so this is there's always already an app for that with this so it's super popular. Wow. I want, to I want to play it bad. What do you think, Noah? Are you going to check it out? On the surface, I'm kind of attracted to it because the visuals remind me a lot of Darwinia. And I think Darwinia is a really neat game. But on the other hand, it's just like, I've got too many games to play. <laughs> and something that's really open-ended like this just says to me, like, it looks pretty cool. Like, like okay, for instance... I got my dad Red Dead Redemption and Bioshock 2 for his birthday, and I watched him play them both uh, the other weekend. And I was excited to see them both because they're both games that I'm kind of interested in but I haven't committed to. But I was pretty sure he wasn't going to like Red Dead Redemption because it's just too open, and he's so much a linear gamer. And he was really frustrating me because he was playing through the opening moments, and he wasn't even paying attention or reading the directions on the screen. So he was disregarding what it was telling him to do and how to play it, and he started complaining that he didn't know how to play. I'm like, why don't you read all the text that's been going by on the screen? And right. I think it was just playing like a jerk just to irritate me and my mom. But oh, it, even still, it was just like, it looks really neat. It's a beautiful game, and there's just a, this vast world, but just like, I can't commit to that. <laughs> I am I am totally in admiration that Mark has been able to put in apparently over 40 hours into Dragon Age. I couldn't even commit to that. So... <laughs> It's just well, like, yes. this game looks like it's more of that. I mean, it doesn't have a big sweeping story like Final Fantasy XIV or something, but it's just like, where would I find time for that? Yeah, and there's the scariest thing about this kind of game is you, you, can't, you can't even compare it to like Dragon Age or Final Fantasy or even an MMO, really. Um, you, you have to compare it to like a monster like the game that just released Civilization V. I mean, that's, that's how crazy this game is where there's, there's really no end. It is one of those games that you can continue to play over and over again, sink time into, go to bed late all the time, and just want to do it, you know, the same amount of time the next day and the next day. And it it puts everything else on hold, even worse than an MMO, I'd say. That's a scary thought, isn't it? This is getting scarier the more I talk about it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I want to get into it. 
Listeners, tell us if any of you have gotten into Minecraft and become enchanted with it. We would love to hear your stories and your adventures and how you fought off all of the zombies. Yes. And yes. what you, how many houses you set on fire. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's just great. Pretty wild stories there, yep. And that is going to be everything, I think, for this show, unless you gentlemen would like to talk about anything else. Any burning questions or issues? Uh, no, I think that was pretty good. I think we, we hit on our topics. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll we'll bow out gracefully. <laughs> Versus crudely, as we sometimes do. Yeah, where it's just like we're in mid-sentence and it just chops off and plays some music. <laughs> Or I can just start rambling about things until the podcast gets shut off because I can't stop talking. We can't pay for it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much to our our listeners who wrote in. We hope to hear from more of you. And guess what? We're going to finally give you the password. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You thought we forgot. But first, ha ha ha, I want to actually tell everybody, I just remembered this, um, this isn't officially tied to anything yet, but we're going to get interviews about it. Uh, does anyone know the free-to-play game by Perfect World uh, Entertainment called Forsaken World? We saw it at E3. Anybody remember that? Maybe you, yeah, Mark? I do. Yeah? Well, I have 40 keys uh, for the closed beta that's going to be releasing soon uh, in mid-October. So please, anyone who's interested uh, will get a, a post on the website. Uh, anyone who's interested, please email me, okay, at eric at you know, channelmassive.com, and I can definitely get you one and get you in there. So maybe we can have a community presence uh, trying out that game. So cool. there you go. Now continue with whatever Noah was saying. <laughs> I don't know if it was important or not. The password to send to us, either via a Facebook message after you've liked us on Facebook or via a Twitter message after you've followed us on Twitter, is spelunking. Ooh. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yes, we do not have a German translation for it this week like we did with last week's password. So True. I'm sure it would be a really cool sounding word, but I have no idea what it is. So you can just send us the English version of spelunking. That's your password. And you can enter it in twice, once on Facebook, once on Twitter. The more entries that you have, because we're doing this for four weeks, the better your chances of getting selected in the random drawing to receive either Fable 3 or Fallout New Vegas on either PS3 or 360 let us know whatever platform you want. If you're selected in a random drawing and you get drawn, the, the drawing occurs based on people who submitted passwords. So submit in the password, and we wish you good luck for this giveaway. We hope you like the show. We hope to hear from you for episode 144, which we'll be recording next week. Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us, Eric. I try. And we're sorry that Jason had to be dismissed summarily <laughs> right at the start of the show. And yeah, it was for the best. Yeah. And, Mark, a good night to you as well. I bid you adieu. <laughs> <laughs>